Hey everybody, this is Ken from Neon Goldfish. Back in the early 90s, the World Wide Web became available and began morphing into this staple that we now have in our everyday lives. This very complex system now reaches nearly all areas of the globe, providing a sea of info to just about anyone with access. So today, Justin and I, we're going to discuss the most basic component of this sea of information. We're talking about an individual piece of content. Content is the building blocks of the internet. There's a staggering amount of content available, and there's a staggering amount of content that's being created and published on the internet each and every day. Just creating content alone is the bare minimum of being part of this game for businesses. To win this game, you must create remarkable content. In this episode, we're going to cover why should businesses create content, why the content they create needs to be remarkable, what exactly remarkable content is, and how you can go about creating this remarkable content. We're confident our conversation will get you excited about the opportunities content creation can present for your business. Enjoy. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Neon Noise podcast. We are going to be discussing content today. Content, it is, it really is everywhere we look. Um, it's the building blocks of the internet, which is such a big part of our everyday lives. And, you know, we're not just really talking about the text on your website. It's so much more than that now. Many of us are forgetting about content like resource guides, Images, videos, animations, white papers, stuff along these lines, it provides so much more value to your website visitors. These are the items that are also going to make you stand out from the rest of the crowd and not blend in. So today, I think what we should do, Ken, let's dive into the importance of creating content. I'm not just talking about any content. We're going to focus on creating content that's remarkable, content that's valuable, um, that's going to speak to your your website visitors. So, why don't we why don't we dive into um, why businesses why businesses need to create content in the first place? Let's just start there. Sure, that's a great <clears throat> starting point. Uh, question we often kind of get faced with is what uh, how much content do I need to re- to create for my website? Should I be yeah. creating content for my website? Right. The answer is yes, you yeah. should be. Yeah. Uh, what type of, of t- what type of content you just covered many of the different types or uh, hmm. forms of content that we can create. Um, so let's cover some reasons why I think the first reason is, is just engaging with people. Those people being yep. your audiences, uh, the target people or the target the buyers that you're going after your buyer personas. We want to, Get them engaged uh, into getting them excited into what it is you're selling. What what's products and services are you offering that that satisfies the challenges, the pains they have, or will help them achieve their goals, right? Correct. And doing so, this content, it could be in the form of, a, let's say, a blog post. And this blog post could be an educational piece that uh, brings to light some very high-level early in the game mm-hmm. uh, tips maybe somebody that's tricks. not ready to buy today or something along those lines right oh absolutely yes okay. this is someone yep. that's just starting out okay. they're just starting or they see that that ebook offer uh a guide on how to 
navigate the waters of buying your particular product and service. It's not a sales pitch. It's not a you're on the phone with them. It's a guide, and it's it's you you are engaging with them. They're finding what you have to be valuable, and you exchange that for uh, they exchange that for an email address or some type of contact information, and that's how we begin the, the nurturing campaigns. We we talk quite a bit about um, that. Kind of slides into the second point, which is to educate. So we we want to engage. We want to provide content that our buyer personas are going to find. Uh, engaging, valuable, but then we want to further that content's got to be darn good. It has to be good. It's not like it used to be when you could throw content up there and not touch it for two or three years until you decided to redo your site again, right? Sure. No, there's, well, it's, it's, it will get to that point here in a second, but yeah, there is a definite shift in the, uh, the old landscape when it comes to content and, not only is it you know stagnant content, but the, the content's got to be very good, very educational, and that's the point I'm trying to make. Is the it needs to be educational, it needs to help the buyer persona, your target buyer, along their their journey in helping them learn more about what it is that uh, that they're what what you're selling, the process they go through, how it's going to uh, help them achieve their goals and satisfy the challenges or pains. The educational component there is going to help you as a brand build credibility with that particular buyer, which which is super important. Good points. What about uh, what about for search engines? Yeah, so search engines is probably my favorite because it's a question we get so often. How do I rank better on the search engines? How do I show up on page one? And you had uh, referenced earlier that content is the building blocks of the internet, and it is, and that's what the the search engines are looking for. They crawl and index and serve up portions or chunks to get on the gooks chunks of content most of the time with the search you're talking about text content in the form of blog posts and web pages and without creating this particular content you have no skin in the game you you don't have the 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 components needed and furthermore the more content and, and I'll I'll make Larry on this in just a quick second. The more content you have, uh, the better your chances are. So long as that content's quality, because the quality factor is really yeah. starting to become a big component. Mm-hmm. Uh, the search signals, the search engine algorithms are starting to recognize how engaged your site visitors are with the content. If they're sticking around if they're looking at anything, stuff along those lines, right? Absolutely. And how long they're staying on, if they're diving deeper into secondary pages, or if mm. they're hitting your website and cool. saying, bye bye. not impressed, not we'll see you later. Yep. Yeah, that's that's going to hurt you a little bit. So yep. not to pressure you, scare you away from creating content unless it can be blockbuster, but uh, just you, you do need, it does need to be valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, we're not talking about just slapping some content on a, on a post and pressing the publish button and you shouldn't, I think where you see this is a lot of times you you find content being created for the search engines and right. not for the buyer personas. Exactly. And that's the exact opposite way you should go about doing it. If you create content with your buyer personas in mind, being mindful of the keywords they're using, answering the questions they're asking, they're going to find your copy. 
By default, you're exactly right. By default, you're going to show up well in the search engines. Yeah, You might not hit your favorite keyword, but I promise you this much. <laughs> your favorite keyword probably isn't, isn't the best getting one searched anymore. anyhow. Right? Exactly. So make sure that you're in the mind or the put yourself in the shoes of your buyer persona yeah. and really understand where they're coming from. Create good copy from that, good content from that, from that perspective, and you will show up well in the search engines. Great points. Great points. What about remaining competitive? Yes. To remain competitive, um, you got to think about this. If you, you made mention earlier that it's the days of creating a bunch of content and letting it sit stagnant for mm-hmm. a couple of years on end are that gone. It happens a lot. I think it does. It still doesn't. And, yep. and what's, what's going on is there's more and more players in the game. Sure. More and more. Web copies being created, blog posts are being published. So so much is is flooding the market or the the internet that if you don't participate, you will lose just by yep. correct. And your competitors are going to beat you out. Now that's not I'm talking from the standpoint of the search engines. Now yep. let's talk about the standpoint from a couple of the other previous points that I just discussed. Engagement with your your buyer personas Mm -hmm. if your competitors are engaging with them providing up or providing them educational pieces and you're not and you are not then when they let's say they do find their way to your website you're not an you're not a resource to them during the entire buyer's journey so that credibility i spoke of earlier doesn't lie with you it instead lies with your competitor if you don't do anything else look at your competition make sure you're at least Doing holding the candle least to what, what they're, they're doing. doing right exactly oh, exactly yeah and then the last point i have and why a business should create content is simply to stay on top of your game we all know our craft very sure. well but it changes so often <laughs> it, you're right it does change very often i, I don't I, it doesn't matter what industry you're in i think tech, technology or technological advances mm-hmm. uh has has catapulted and accelerated the the quickness and frequency of change in all industries. Yeah. While the fundamentals stay much, pretty much the same, we're looking at a time when uh, a lot, you know, that, that background change is going on in, well, you might be able to keep up with it. Creating content. Even if you, even if you are the know-it-all, which most people won't consider themselves the absolute know-it-all, you're going to do some research when you're creating this content. You're going to try to find new things that are the latest and greatest to talk about to engage your audience with. And in that, you're going to learn more and understand and become even more of an expert. Yeah. And you'll stay on top of your game so that that added knowledge, it's almost like, you know, those continuing education classes that my teacher friends uh, look so forward to going and taking. Um, None of them are happy about it. They're not happy about it, but they know exactly what's going on in their industry. So absolutely. It keeps (laughs) doing its job. (laughs) So think about this as a voluntary continuing education avenue, right? Or you don't have such a bad thing. Sit at a crappy conference and uh, (laughs) pay for a hotel room with the, with steel smelling bed sheets, right? (laughs) Awesome. Yes. That's incredible. (laughs) I know. Sign up for a conference this weekend, right? (laughs) I can make anything sound appealing, can I? So. All right. right. So we just covered why a business, why businesses should be creating content, but let's dive a little bit into why does that content 
Well, why does it need to be remarkable? You know, we made mention earlier that just creating content alone is not enough. It needs to have some some sparkle to it, right? Yes, it absolutely does. And I think that, you know, quite honestly, it's, it's pretty simple. Um, the reason that it has to be remarkable, I've got, uh, I've got some stats. We all love stats. Uh, love stats. And these are, it's just, uh, it's pretty simple when you look at this. Um, four million blog posts were published yesterday. Okay, four million. All right. Nice. So that's a huge number, and obviously that means that four million blog blog posts are going to probably be published again today. So, I mean, when we start looking at these numbers and we're thinking four million posts every single day, you know, add it up, do the math. You know, that's 120 million blog posts that are published on the Internet every single month. The number is so incredibly huge. You just have to you have to be looking at it from this angle and and understand that, you know, if I'm creating a blog post today and I'm not doing anything to stand out, I'm not doing anything to make that better than the next guy, it it doesn't do you any good. I mean, you're you're basically like the, you know, the other three and a half to three point eight, three point nine million people that just hit the publish button. Sure. And, you know, it's just you, you really need to look at the amount of content that's being published and, and you know, put more than, uh, you know, uh, 20 minutes, 30 minutes into that and, and really dive deeper. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the best practices on what you can do um, here in a little bit. But um, video, that's another big one, right? Yep. So YouTube. If you haven't published anything on YouTube today, um, I'd be surprised because there's an estimated that there's estimated that 300 hours of video is uploaded to YouTube every single minute. All right, that's 5.5 billion videos that are viewed every day. And if you think about, you know, everybody's got an iPhone or some type of device that you know captures um, video now. Everybody, you know, they're walking around and, and that's all you see. You turn, you know, to the left and to the right when you're driving down the road and, you know, people are looking at their phones. Video is just coming extremely popular. And, you know, if there is that amount of video that's being uploaded every single minute, you really need to step back and say, okay, you know, what can I do to make myself different than everybody else? Now, Ken, do me, do me a favor and uh, why don't you say the words remarkable content? Remarkable content. All right. So that took a little bit longer than I thought it would. But in the time that it took you to say remarkable content, there were over 10,000 tweets, tweets sent on the Twitter. Okay. On the Twitter. Every single second, there's 6,000 tweets sent. That is Those numbers are, I mean, you know, so start thinking about this. You know, we're talking about 10,000 tweets sent in the time that that it took you to say that. And we've right. got, you know, 300 hours of video being uploaded every single second. And we've got 4 million, million blog posts published every single day. So really what it boils down to for, for me, for, for everybody, is there's just a heck of a lot of content that's being published every single day. And, you know, I can't stress enough that, you know, you need to figure out ways to you know, for what you're publishing, it just, it has to stand out. It has to be different. And you've got to separate yourself from the rest of the crowd. So I think what it boils down to, you know, how do you cut through all these lines? 
you know, how do you get your content seen in this, you know, overwhelming sea of content that's flooding the internet every single day? Um, in my opinion, it, it, it's, it's, it's simple. You, you have to make it remarkable. And we're going to discuss, uh, you know, some of the best practices in order to do so. So let's dive into that. Why don't we talk a little bit about, you know, what is remarkable content? Yeah, I, it, without a doubt, uh, re- the content it must be in, in, in remarkable. And, and everyone's scratching your head like, okay, great, guys, cut to the chase. What is what is it's, it? It's, it's content that's second to none. I, yeah. it, it, it rivals, it's rivaled by none. It needs, um, you talked a little bit about this before. It needs to be written for a specific audience. You have to be writing for your buyer personas. You touched on this a little bit. You know, as opposed to just creating information on products and everything, you need to connect with these buyers. You have to give them additional value. They have to feel that value. I've got, I've, I've got a um, example of uh, this paver company that I was um, I was interested in in doing a new patio. Okay, they took a little bit different approach to it. Like I, I didn't know where to start with this whole patio thing, right? So sure. I, all I knew was that I wanted to install patio pavers in my backyard and make it look pretty sweet, right? You wanted to do this yourself or hire them to do it? I didn't know. <laughs> okay, I didn't, I didn't know at all. You know, right. and and to be honest, I mean, um, all that I knew was that you know I had an end result that I wanted to get to, but I didn't know how to get there. Okay, so. Sure. Instead of, you know, I I hopped online and I started doing a little bit of research and I ended up on this website that had, um, it had a how-to guide on creating your patio. Okay. Okay. So this guide, it was extremely detailed. It helped me understand the process from A to Z on exactly what needed to be done. And it made me, you know, quite honestly, going through this guide it made me realize that one, I don't have the time to do this, and two, I probably my patio is not going to look anything like the the end result on this little how-to guide. It's going to probably be horrible, and you're not going to want to come and sit on my patio deck paper deck. Okay. So, anyhow, long story short, all right, um, the how-to guide it spoke directly to me, all right, and. It eventually made me become a customer. It made me hire this company to come out and install these pavers for me. And it wasn't the, the difference is, you know, writing for your buyer persona. Okay, writing for for the the person that's interested in purchasing these pavers. What they did differently, they had some educational material on their website that attracted me to their website in order for me to become a buyer. They didn't just post, you know, these pretty pictures of these pavers on their website and, you know, this is where you can buy them. That's the biggest difference. That's writing for a specific audience, you know, instead of this broad range of people that you're going to connect with. So that's just a little bit of an example on, you know, something that was beneficial for me that I thought that uh, this company did an excellent job with. Sure. So you were a buyer persona. I think so they were targeting you as the person, the do-it-yourselfer. The do-it-yourselfer, yeah. And this guide really kind of uh, say it, scared you into hiring them, but I don't think equipped you equipped you with all the, the, the pitfalls that you might encounter right. if you did do it yourself. Right. And, right. and like many products and services we buy, oftentimes there is a, a trade-off between doing it yourself or hiring a professional to do it, depending on yeah. what that might be, be it uh, maybe 
uh, swapping out the swing on your child's swing set or brain surgery. Um, there's <laughs> certain certain ones I think that you'll probably say, I'll do that myself or <laughs> I'll hire the brain surgeon, right? right. So this in this particular, so they, they wrote it for, a, they, they created this particular piece uh, for for you, the buyer persona being the uh, the I can do this myself, um, man, homeowner. I think who... that there were uh, there were some pictures in there of um, this giant semi dropping off pallets of pavers, and I think that that was <laughs> one of the things that kind of kind of pointed me in the direction because I'm going, <laughs> how the hell am I going to get all these pavers and these pallets into my backyard? And then I'm sitting there and I'm going, oh, well, wait a minute. You know, you're either going to carry these or you are going to uh, wheelbarrow these things back there. And uh, I just didn't. Uh, neither sounded fun, right? Neither sounded fun. <laughs> I like my back. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Coming so that from was... someone that did some paperwork back in the college days too, doing that for long periods of time, really, uh, if you're not used to it. Yeah, you will definitely feel like a, you'll feel like an old man, not only in your back, but every other muscle in your right. body. So I'm all out. You, all you landscape <laughs> contractors out there, many props to the. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Good stuff. All right, great. So what what's next on the plate for uh, what remarkable content is? What what else? Do we all right. So we just got to make sure that it's well researched, you know, um, hop on. Hop on Google, hop on, you know, whatever your favorite search engine is and, you know, type in, type in the terms, type in the things that you think that, you know, people are typing in to show up for, for you to show up for them. Right. And just see what your competition is doing. You know, go out there and see, you know, if, if a blog shows up, you know, and take a look at the blog, really dive into it. Look at the comments that people are leaving on there. You know, see if see if they're leaving questions about anything that's that's not being answered. You know, that's a big angles. opportunity that you just pointed out there right. is, is the comments section. I think it often gets overlooked because you, you find a blog post that's well written. You're kind of like, oh, this is this is fantastic. This is good. And, but look down in the comments. Yeah. Fish out and find what out. Am I, what am I missing? Right. Yeah. What is the what are what is the actual audience that, that found this blog post? What are they saying or what are they asking? additionally that they didn't understand that's an opportunity that's a huge opportunity you've got a content piece right there you know just waiting for you absolutely um make sure it's unique um again i mean head over to you know I, i i can't stress research and you know just making you know going and seeing what other people are doing your content it needs to it needs to knock the socks off of, you know, anybody that's reading it. They have to see the value in it, you know, and, um, you know, really just making sure that, you know, you're not creating something that somebody else already has out there. Right. Um, you know, take your time, go through, um, and, you know, it, it's, it's pretty easy to come up with a, a cool topic or something along those lines by, you know, doing that research and, okay, this isn't there yet. So um, I've got uh, an idea right here that I can be working off of, right? Absolutely. All right. Um, you know, make sure that it tells a compelling story, right? Yeah, um, storytelling's big. I mean, it, it needs, you know, we can serve up, you know, we serve up some statistics. I remember stats. Uh, but a story, it, it, it's going to stand out. It sticks with you, right? Right. 
you know, I mean, I think of, uh, I think all the time sitting around the table when, when grandma starts telling a story, right? Sure. Oh yeah. And everybody all of a sudden it, it's just, it's weird because, <laughs> you know, like if I'm telling a story at the table, you know, you, maybe you get like two or three people that are actually listening, you know, grandma tells a story at the table and it's like, all right, everybody shut up, turn over, look at grandma because she's talking now and she's got something cool to say. And, and they're better storytellers than we are. <laughs> they're, they're so into that, obviously, right? Yes. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> listens to me. So, um, yeah, I don't know what it is, but, you know, whenever grandma dives into a story from, you know, her childhood, it just seems like everybody is so involved and everybody is so interested and, you know, she just, she dives in and tell, you know, there's all these details and it just makes you kind of feel like you experience that yourself. Sure. So just make sure that, you know, you're telling a story and, you know, it, it's going to stand out from, um, from the rest of the 3.95 million people that just posted something on the internet today well i think that the one word that's key there you made mention of is the word details and i think that's what separates yeah a story from a great story is can you place yourself while reading into this um this particular position this 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 instance the the point that the content is trying to make sure the details are what really goes above and beyond and so I think all great storytellers go into details that most yeah. others don't thinking that maybe it's, well, that's too much. That's, you know, we don't, we don't need to get that carried away. Right. Um, you know, and, and yeah, not everyone's going to be, some people are going to, people are a little open for content. They're going to scan it, look for highlighted points too, and determine in 10 seconds, if you're good, they're going to read your yeah. post anyhow. So you might sure. as well have the details there. So that when they do dive in, if they do, and when they do, that they're going to recall that. Yeah, you're going to just be some stickiness because how many blog posts have you truly read that you're like, oh man, you have to read this post, you know, that I read uh, the other day. It talked about X, Y, Z. A lot of times, it's like this post talked about this generic topic, and Mm -hmm. I found it good, but uh, I can't remember who wrote it and exactly what the specific point they were making. I just remember it was about business and it covered five points so that being said the details and in, in having a story that's gonna provide some stickiness yeah it's all in the details right all in the details and which leads into making it shareable you just said you know you just you gave a good example of you know if you've got all those details in there you're gonna talk about it you're gonna tell somebody else about it you know absolutely so make that copy shareable you know that you've created a killer piece of content when you see people start sharing it and you start seeing, you know, over and over again, people are talking about, people are, are commenting about it. It's just got to, um, you know, if you have all those details in there, you're going to separate yourself and people are going to start sharing your content. And there's really nothing better than seeing, um, you know, a blog post that you just published and, you know, all of a sudden there's a bunch of little likes on there or there's, you know, 15 people have already shared it. You know that you did your job, right? Absolutely. And to top off that, not only knowing that people are sharing your content with their audiences, the nice thing about that is that often leads to people linking to your content, which yes. has tremendous SEO value, doesn't it? A lot of weight there. We like it when we get our inbound links, right? Absolutely. So just the, the going the, the, the route of creating this remarkable content targeted at your buyer persona 
that you know it's so it's so good it's shareable you mm-hmm. you're now have received the byproduct of good <clears throat> seo right or yes, seo is a good have. byproduct yes yes you have there's nothing better than than getting those inbound links and um you know it, it taking that to the next level is you know you know that you've created content that is it's so incredibly good that your competitor is going to pick it up and go damn you know i really this is so freaking good i wish that you know i would have come up with it i wish that i would have taken the time to come up with something along these lines and you know just they're going to be discouraged they're going to you know they're not even going to want to sure. try to create that content anymore because you know you've already done it you've you've taken this you've molded it you've put it into you know this piece that everybody's sharing you're getting your inbound links and stuff along those lines they're not even going to want to try to create a piece of copy that's as good and you know i think that ultimately you know that is really that is really the the true meaning of you know a 10x content piece a 10x content creation that you know once your competitor looks at it and goes shit i can't do anything about this you know you're yeah (laughs) you did a good job exactly you showed up with a (laughs) stick so big they're not even gonna fight you right right so yeah, that's uh, that's it in a nutshell. So why don't we uh, why don't we jump into you know how how to start going about creating remarkable content and just best practices and whatnot and you know um, where do we where do we go for step one I guess yeah so now we have everyone excited about creating content and then taking it to the next level because we getting need people to... excited that's key right that's right exactly. <laughs> In, in getting them to to uh, want to, create I want to go create content. That's Absolutely, awesome, and and make it remarkable. So let's talk about how do you create remarkable content. Uh, got some some items here. First and foremost, if you haven't yet created your buyer personas, do it. Stop right now. Hit the we pause got, button. Yeah. Go create your buyer personas. We have that uh, buyer Get persona template. template. We'll uh, we'll include that link uh, in the show notes for this episode too for you. Um, but go ahead, and uh, I'm not going to dive super deep into buyer personas. We cover that in another episode. Uh, check that one out if you're uh, not entirely sure. All you of know what? what? Buyer if you're not about, sure about how to write your buyer personas, contact us, and we'll help you do it. Yeah, I like that because it's so important. It's so key to everything I mean, we're talking. It's about number here. one. That's it. Yeah, go to the neongoldfish.com website, find out, uh, find one of the different ways that you can connect with us, and we will help you with getting you going and creating these buyer personas, because there's nothing that you should be doing without them being your focal point. Correct. So, now we're past that, we've identified who our buyer personas are, we want to focus on the type of content that our buyer personas like to consume. Mm-hmm. Um, for the sake of this exercise and what we're going to go through, we're going to say that our buyer persona that we're focused on, they like blog posts that include lots of images. Cool. Uh, very visual. Maybe it's uh, they're into travel or something along those lines or, or a very foodie. visual type. Ooh, foodies. Foodies. Yes. They like barbecue I, uh, pictures. I don't like barbecue pictures. Yes. Uh, Justin and I share a, uh, <laughs> a love for barbecue and smoking meats. Hey, look um, what I just ate last night. I don't know why, but it's just I think, it's I think fun I'm more, to 
it's fun to see what other people are eating, I guess. <laughs> I have more pictures of your barbecue than I do of your family, I think. <laughs> okay, that's that's pretty it's weird. Sad. Yeah, it is yeah. pretty weird, but uh, hey. Um, I was proud of that brisket, damn it. <laughs> well, you should be. I'm sure it was a tasty, <laughs> tasty, tasty treat. The question uh, is, did you share it with anyone? I did. Everybody well, had some. So, awesome. anyhow. Awesome. So now that we've identified what type of of content we're going to create, we're, we're talking about blog posts here, we're going to start our uh, search, our research, and begin, I, well, I'm going to say Google, but any of your favorite search engines. And we're going to look for topics that we think the buyer personas would be using yeah. to find. So keywords, things along those lines, uh, find your products and services. And before you go any further, I think that it might make sense to open up uh, an Excel document or some type of uh, spreadsheet that we can use to document the findings we're going to talk about here. Sure. All right. So before, so, so, Type in a keyword, key phrase, keyword phrase, anything that you can think of that you want to begin your your research with. Brisket. Um, brisket. <laughs> uh, so we type that keyword in, we get our search results. And before you click any of the results on the page, um, take note of the top ranking results. Mm-hmm. And what I want you to look at, what I want you to take note of uh, is things like the titles of these pages, the the main link that you would click on to get to that actual result, right? What is the title of the page? What is that text below? What is the description of that page? All right. And those are important because they're oftentimes what we read from that uh, search engine results page that decides whether or not we want to invest time into seeing if we... Uh, want to read this or not, correct? It's sure. the first step in grabbing our attention. Now, obviously, being at the number one position is beneficial, but also uh, having a, a strong title and description mm-hmm. is, is going to, it's, it's been proven time and time again, to increase click-through rate, um, which also in turn has a impact on your position as well. So sure. Take note of those and, uh, you know, make a column for title, make a column for description. Because what we really want to do is we want to try to identify uh, commonalities or areas of opportunity when right. we determine which, uh, ideally, overall, where we find our main opportunity for creating a piece of content. What about uh, what about images and infographics, stuff along those lines? Yeah, yeah. So when we click through the pages, uh, make note of what it is that you see mm-hmm. when you get onto the page uh what is that what is your first instinct now if we're if our buyer persona is someone who likes the visuals of imagery are the top results being served up image heavy are they are they really catering to what they're looking for right. um infographics <clears throat> are are fantastic tools um Images are are definitely powerful, um, but make note of the specifics of what you're shooting for and, and if those pages possess it. Mm-hmm. Um, next, read the text and find out if it's well-written. Uh, it's amazing how many vanilla <laughs> blog posts. You're being nice. To, <laughs> you're being yes. really nice. <laughs> I know I am, but it's, it's, a lot make it to the top in, you know, there's obviously a lot of factors that go in there, uh-huh. but what I want you to do is, is give a, give a, each result on the first page, a grade based on how good you think uh, 
uh, the text actually is. Now, an A would be something that you think is completely kick-ass. Cool. Uh, grabs your attention right from the beginning. It's going to cover the topic mm-hmm. from start to finish. Has awesome photos, illustrations, graphics. It's going to have the formatting that makes it easy to scan. Right. Uh, talking about headlines, subheadlines, bolded lists and bolded words, things along those lines. Um, and it's easy to just read, digest when you dive in. It's want it's just to get awesome. through it, right? Absolutely. That <laughs> yeah. would be an A. That's an A. Sweet. Now you can notch down to B's and C's and D's. You're gonna find F's. those. They're gonna be on page one. No, they will. And and the more that you find, and we'll get to this the more opportunity. Better. Right? Exactly. Perfect. Um back to your spreadsheet. Take note on how long the article or blog post is. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm talking about the number of words. Um things that uh, you might want to pay attention to is uh also it depends on how detailed you want to get in all this. You could you could really start uh, paying attention to a uh, number of characters in a line or the number of words in the average paragraph. Right. Because oftentimes those that are ranking at the top likely have, and, and you could also uh, look here, I'll touch on this in a second, likely have a, a, some additional shares. And by that, they, they probably have a level of engagement that people find appealing. So yeah. Uh, aesthetically how is the post set up to make it readable right right all right so how many pictures or images actually count them Mm -hmm. and uh, make whatever detailed notes you want on them if they're large images that are cropped if they're images of a that that look like they were professionally taken for that particular post or if they're stock images which a lot of them are and, and that's okay sometimes we don't have photographers that we can Sure. Uh, have follow us along to 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 capture uh, every uh, component of a particular piece of content that we're we're going to uh, be writing about. So, yeah. um, what keywords are they highlighting on? Do they have them bolted uh, out? Do or they, anything they along bolt, those lines? Exactly. Yep. Um, and then, as I mentioned once before, does the page have social sharing functionality? A lot of them have the the little buttons at the top where you can. Click on them, uh, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+. Plus. Uh, you can pin it on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are things. It too, right? Yes, a lot of them will actually show the number being displayed. There are some some online tools you can actually download and uh, use to find out uh, specific details mm-hmm. on sites, like Google search for looking at uh, some of those. It will easily help you. Uh, but how sh- how much the post is actually shared in the various social media platforms yeah, as well. That's helpful. And then the last item, something you already made mention of, but review the comment section at the bottom and see what <laughs> questions people yeah. are asking. I, it is just an a, a easy cherry pick of uh, uh, for for content that can, needs to be created that's just been missed. Right. And um, huge opportunity there. Huge All right. opportunity. So you've went through. You've done your evaluation. You've assigned all your grades. You've done all your, your counting. Yep. Exactly. Now it's time that you review your findings. How do I make it better? Well, exactly. Or what, what we're really trying to do here is we're trying to identify, identify where what to do. Where we can win. Yeah. We yep. we don't wanna we don't wanna walk into our first uh our first battle 
because uh, we're going to be learning as we go along the way and getting better and better. Sure. But, uh, you know, we don't want to run into a bunch of black belts, right? Exactly. Stay away we from want them. To... <laughs> they're, they they're kick tough. very high. They do. <laughs> um, so what we want to do is we want to review. stuff. Spinning stuff. Um, we want to review the findings that you just went through. So. Okay. Unless you've chosen a super competitive keyword, chances are you're not going to see all A's on the report card that you just created, right? Which is good. Which is good. Um, so focus on now. Let, let's 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 just say, for instance, that there's uh, what if there's like three B's on your sheet or a couple C's. All right. So let's let's consider for the sake of our argument here that they're they're all B's and C's. Ooh. All right. Right? No yep. A's. No A's. Okay. It, and I'm telling you, if you find an A, it should be something that scares you it's away. It's rock star. You don't want to yes. do it, right? Or it. you or or you could say, well, this is from this angle, but I could reapproach it from that angle. Mm-hmm. And so the content that you want to shoot for is that you want to be that A content. Mm-hmm. And B's and C's are going to be very good. Yeah. Uh, and so let's just for the sake of this conversation state that you have B's and C's. Okay. Um, focus on the best piece of content, though. Focus on the B or the B plus that you are uh, you are evaluating right there. And so ask yourself some questions. Um, is this the most complete resource on this topic? Okay. You know, can I can I first ask yourself, can I create something that's equally as good as just as good as this? What's this and then, are we trying to just get a little bit better? Or are we trying to make this, you know, five times better? Where where do we no, go with that? It it's it's a good, it's a great point because you want to evaluate and find something where you can say this is very good, but I can make it ten times better than nice. this. Yep, it's that ten x content that you'll eventually stumble across this concept. Um, because Rand Fishkin has it. it. Yeah. No, well, <laughs> Rand Fishkin. Somebody shared it to you. Let's put a link into uh, Rand Fishkin's Moz video. It's a, I think it's a Whiteboard Friday video on 10X content that I think is fantastic and it explains the differences yeah. of regular content to more remarkable content so very well. I, it, it'd be hard to. Uh, it's it's 10x content better it's a video right <laughs> i mean come on Rand, knocking it out of the park damn it <laughs> but that 10x content that we're talking about it's equivalent to basically to stating to yourself can i create something that's so damn good that nobody's people will it. read it they're going to share it they're going to recognize it's the best piece mm-hmm. they've read on this particular topic in a very long time or ever Pet and then you, you get that competitor that reads it and they get that pit in their stomach yep. that you beat them to the punch. And the only thing that they could possibly do at this point is to reword what you've produced, but that they're not going to go that route. Cause they, they, they know for a fact that would just be a, I don't say lame, but a cop out, but they, they <laughs> won't even make the attempt. Right. Right. <laughs> and if they do call them out on it, cause that's fun too. Right. <laughs> Run it through CopyScape. <laughs> <laughs> Run it through CopyScape. Make sure they can copy and paste your stuff. Uh, All right. <laughs> so now that we've concluded, we've identified an opportunity where we can create 10x, a, a, a 10x piece of content. Yep. 
we're going to switch over from research mode to creation mode now. Creation mode. Sweet. Now, yes. If if you don't feel like you found a sweet spot, if you don't feel like you found an opportunity, a place that you know you can win, then don't go through the entire process of the creation just yet. Go back to the very first step. Yeah. Uh, do another keyword search and find a we need to find an area of opportunity. We need to find a place we sure. know we can win. Uh, there's no sense of putting in the time if we feel like um, we might get our butts kicked by those black belt ninjas, right? Yep. We want to go in there and be able to kick some butt. Find some B's and C's. <sighs> That's right. So now it's time to create your content. Truly remarkable content takes time to create. So give it its due. Yeah. It's nothing you're going to knock out in, like you mentioned earlier, 20 minutes. Forget you got it. a process you need to go through, yep. and <clears throat> you, you you need to start with spending some time and researching. If sure. you're going to create the most complete 10x version of your topic, uh, likely, and maybe you do have this all up in your noggin, and it's just ready to be sp- spilled out on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. but you're likely going to require some research. In your research, make sure you cite the areas that should be given credit during your research. So if you do pull a statistic from uh, the, I don't know, Bureau of Labor Statistics or anything else of that nature, um, make sure that you you give them a link and uh, properly cite where you're getting your your info from. Right. Now, the key here uh, I think that you should keep in mind is make your content interesting. You want to grab the reader's attention in the very first paragraph and clearly tell them why they should continue reading and the exact benefit they're going to get from doing so. Sure. Um, Next, you're going to want to go gangbusters and cover the topic like it's never been covered before. Hmm. Um, As we mentioned, be a storyteller. Get into the details. Um, One thing I know that helps me out when writing things is I don't do well when I try to create the final piece of copy the first time. Right. I like to, I I have a three-step process that I go through and everyone's like, Oh crap, here goes through more steps. Right. (laughs) He comes and has grandma write step one. (laughs) Right. Uh, The first is just an outline. I just like to do a general outline where it's, it just covers the intro and the the main bullet points. I want to hit a conclusion. And then, um, I like to create what I call, um, well, not what I call, uh, actually Brene Brown, uh, well-known author. Uh, she calls this your shitty first draft, right? Right. Everybody's and, got a shitty first draft. It just happens. Yeah. It's very true. You should, yeah. because the thing is, is if you spend so much time trying to create that final piece, you're going to get it. lost. Some writers can do it. Most of us can do it. <laughs> well, just get, do a brain dump and get yep. everything out there. So, so if you need to do an outline, I do. I'm one of those that needs an outline for structure just because yeah, I need parameters absolutely. to stay within. Yep. But if you do, you know, you don't need that outline. Just get everything you can out on paper. Do your research and just start jamming words out. Then, then take the steps to make your content interesting. Mm-hmm. Get the reader's attention. Cover the topic in detail. Get the story pieced together with all the nooks and crannies. If you have personal stories, you can apply. Plug them in there. Tell them. Statistics, fine. As much as you possibly can. All right? And then find images that can support your story, your article, your text. Um, It can be full of 
it can be photographs, it can be illustrations, it can be screenshots from a computer screen. Mm-hmm. Um, when possible, use images that you've created, uh, photos you took, drawings you made, screenshots of your own work. It goes a long ways. Yeah. We don't all have that luxury. So if you can or you need to resort to using stock photos or illustrations, that's fine. It's better to have a stock photo than it is to have no photo at all. Sure. You'll see in most of your results, the top positions, even if they're B's and C's, they're going to have photos in them. I'm pretty darn sure that you're not going to run into, unless maybe you hit a a Princeton uh, paper, (laughs) somebody there that's a dot edu that a ton of people are linking to. You're probably going to see quite a few photos. Now, whatever route you go, do yourself a favor. Do not do a Google search and right-click, save as, and use that image in no, your... that's bad. That's bad. In fact, don't that... do that. Uh, we don't even you know, just go down that road, but don't do it. Just don't do it. Make sure you have the rights to use the photography. There's tons yep. of royalty-free There's a lot stock of photo great sites. stock sites out there that, you, you know, and quite honestly, I mean, you can't even really tell that some of them are stock sites. And they're no. very, very, very inexpensive. There's a lot of great photographers contributing to those libraries. And when we're talking inexpensive, we're talking a handful of dollars for a for a great shot. Yeah. 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 So don't chance it. I promise you this much. They're getting better and better at catching the the photo snappers, snatchers, photo snatchers. There we go. Photo snappers. (laughs) Yeah, that would be the that would be the picture takers, wouldn't it? So so. um just don't do it. That's what it boils down to. Just don't to. do it. Yep. All right. Um, <clears throat> lastly, format your text. When Good I one. mentioned earlier about making it scannable, yeah. Uh, we most most people when they visit the page, they're gonna they're gonna kind of glance through and say, "Does this page? You know, I read the title, I read the description back on the the results page, search engine results page. Now I need to dive in and make sure that this possesses the words that I'm looking for. It's gonna address the point that I'm trying to, the question, the itch that I have, right?" What is it doing? And, and the way you do that is, is you use headlines, you use subheadlines, you use mm-hmm. bullet points, you use bolded text. Um, break, it up. break it up. And then where there is supporting or there's opportunities to support other pieces of your work, insert links to your own work within your own website. I mean, we talked about citing external references or resources, things you find, which is powerful. And there is actually some SEO value to that uh, more so than, than I think people know. But allow the site visitor to dive deeper into your website. website. Right. It is, is absolutely paramount. Um, And then lastly here, when you're creating your content, if you have a call to action, if you have a CTA, that's going to lead to a a downloadable offer, put it in there, drop it in there. I can't tell you how many, how many blogs that you go through that you find that, you know, you get to the end and you're like, man, I really wish I could, go further and learn a little bit more about blank or blank and there's nothing sure. there. or you know yeah. you don't even have that wish you don't even have that that thought never crosses your mind because you don't even think that there's there's value there's added more. content available right. at the end there's of the rainbow right more there has yeah to be something else so make sure you get the ctas in there and then once you're there publish your content um <laughs> get it out there you can't because leave it in draft status come on no well you on. know i think a lot of people get hung up on is it good the enough? idea? Well, know, that's just, is everything. it good enough? And, and anything creative is never going to be good enough. Just know that. If you're painting a picture uh, and you're really trying to strive for perfection, Put there's a certain there. point where that picture is 
best as it's going to look. All you're going to be doing is tweaking the thing. Yep. And if you tweak it too much, your picture of an apple is going to look like an orange and then like a <laughs> pumpkin before you know it, right? Right. And so... I mean, you you're you're more of a designer than I am, Justin. I'm I'm I can Come I can on. operate you put together some nice stuff, right? Eh, it's not horrible, but <laughs> you know as well as I do that there's a point where you just gotta get it out there. It looks good. Put it out there. You know, quit refining it, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just get it out of draft status. Exactly. So the the remarkable level that we're trying to hit. It, it's going to really come down to the how thorough and if you're telling a good story, yeah, it will always have the uh, abilities to be better, folks. So hit that remarkable status and then get it out there and get it live. You'd be you surprised. You're not etching this in stone either. You can go back and add to and adjust sure. and modify and make it continually better. But it cannot be seen if it sits in draft status in your dashboard. Right. So hit that publish button when you feel it's public ready. And then... Don't just publish and pray. Okay, what? you got to don't just these things. Well, that's what we're getting at. Is yeah, uh, especially in the early days. Now, when you get to a certain point where you have an audience that you've built because you've created so much remarkable content and it's been shared mm-hmm. so much, and you're being found by lots of uh, different users or site visitors because of other content you've created. Promotion is not as important, but in the early days. It is paramount that yeah. you take time to actually promote the content that you just created. No matter how remarkable it is, no one knows about you. Yeah. So where should you start? First of all, you can start off by sending an email out to your database and ask that they share it. Um, post a link on your social media accounts. Each one of these different areas is a different audience. Yeah. And so put a link out there. Make it shareable. Um, make sure that you have that shareable social uh, the social yeah. share buttons on your Absolutely. post as well. A little side note there. Um, one of the most powerful things I think that you can do is establish relationships with influencers in your industry. Now, there are likely some people that you know um, in the your specific industry that, that have clout, right. that uh, you attend conferences. They're the speaker at a lot of these conferences. They've written a book. Uh, they're very active in certain forums. Um, don't be a creep and just go banging on their door <laughs> saying, hey, read my stuff, right? Uh, have an angle to interact it. Interact with them a little bit. <laughs> yes. Have a little bit of a strategy. Um, uh, be be sure that you approach and, and maybe build yeah. some rapport and, and eventually, you know, answer some, ask some questions, answer some questions in the comments Good of their point. blogs, retweet the things or make comments mm-hmm. on their tweets. Um, if you're at a conference, go talk to them. They're yep. people and learn about them. And, and you'll be amazed on how down to earth these sure. influencers are. Um, they're guarded. They know people are trying to <laughs> piggyback off of their, their audiences and things along those lines. So if you approach in a more passive way and not show sure this to your 10,000 uh, visitors, <laughs> <laughs> would you mind posting you send this email out on to your home 20,000 people you have? Right, right. Because their audience is of value to them. And so I think that the better, more credibility yeah. you can build with those influencers, mm-hmm. it takes time. It's, it's a long play. It's a, don't go in there thinking that I'm going to create a piece of remarkable content, establish a relationship with an influencer by the uh, end of the week, and uh, my work here is done. There's going to be a lot of work. And 
you, you really should be spending as much time on the outreach yeah. of your content as you do on the actual creation of the content. Very so if, if you've spent 25 <laughs> hours on creating your content, expect to spend 25 hours on outreach. You for just your made content. something incredible. Be proud of it and go out there and promote it. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. So if you've truly created a remarkable piece of content and you've spent the time it deserves promoting this content, you're going to start to see people sharing your work with others. And what that's going to lead to is you're going to have increased exposure. You're going to get backlinks. The next piece of a remarkable content you create is going to be so much easier to get out to the masses. And, And so it is... It is, and you know, the nice thing about all this, this creating this remarkable content is unlike paid search campaigns when you, where, or a TV a commercial, keeps on giving. it does, it, it is like the it jelly of the month club, Clark, right? <laughs> it, but once you stop paying those, those mediums, the Google AdWords or the, the ABC TV, uh, spots or, yeah. or wherever, uh, they have a shelf life. They have inventory. You buy it. You try to get eyeballs, and this poof, it's gone. Right? Forever. You own this content. So long as you don't torch your website or forget to paste or pay your hosting account or renew your domain, your stuff will live on right. and on. And while you need to continually play this content game, again, you can't uh, uh, write one piece, uh, get one influencer, and be set yep. for life. Um, you you need to continue to play the game. It will get easier, but it will continue to bear fruit sure. for you. One blog post written once will produce monthly visitors for you for time and time again. So um, all this is a lot of work. I'm not going to lie to you. It's well but worth it. It will pay. <clears throat> it's well worth it. It's well worth putting in. And, and so if we just scared you saying, hey, you're looking at 50 hours for a piece of content. Yeah, that's going to be. A damn it's gonna good be piece a, of content. It's going to be a ten x piece of content. Let's face it, you know. So, yep. Yep. it's not. But that, what what are you going to get out of that? If you took and and you created fifty crap blog posts that took an sure. hour each, which is what you're doing. I still think. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, what, what, I mean, if you you likely could be just yeah. If you're putting an hour or or, or at at the most into a blog post and just cranking out. I mean, they're glorified tweets Pretty at much. that point. So. Um, go ahead and, and, and do the measurement, do 50, you know, single one hour effort mm-hmm. blog posts, and then do one of these remarkable pieces of content and then evaluate them and see, you'll gladly say, do another hmm, one of those. yeah, my time's yep. better spent on the good solid piece of Absolutely. content. There's no better story than this, than, uh, Brian Dean. He's, a uh, the owner of, uh, backlinko and, uh, he's got like what he has 30? a website. He doesn't have a lot of blogs. I know that. And he's and 32 he's, or 36. He's everywhere for SEO. Yes. No, no. He is he he is the t- at the top. Now Backlinko, his his entire business model is is he's an SEO expert and he teaches others how to build backlinks. So this is his expertise. So he should be everywhere SEO. But the fact of the matter is he's doing this with 32 or 36 kick ass killer blog lot. posts resources exactly he has taken the whole idea of remarkable content and taken yep, it to the 100%. next level 
And so if he could do that in such a competitive world, because I don't think there's a more competitive market out there. <laughs> Try to rank in for terms SEO. related right. to SEO. Exactly. If he can do that with 30 posts, with this many mm-hmm. blog posts, then I'm pretty confident, folks, you can crush your market yeah, doing the same with whatever market you're in. All right. Well, um, that was a awesome uh, little, uh, what did we have, about uh, about an hour or so into this so far. Um, I think everybody's got a good understanding of, you know, how they should create that content, um, you know, and exactly what it is to to look for, what Remarkable Content is, and, um, you know, why why you need to be creating this remarkable content. Uh, I think that that's a wrap for today. Um, You know, just to recap, we have covered why you should create content in the first place, why this content should be remarkable, uh, what makes content remarkable, and then, you know, to to end everything off is how do do we create remarkable content? Um, again, we are going to have show notes available at www.neongoldfish forward slash podcast. I think that, uh, Ken had mentioned that we are also going to be, um, dropping the template in for buyer personas, um, there and that's accessible. And, uh, I also want to create some buyer personas for people that are struggling. So we're going to leave that out there, you know, reach out, um, you know, and we can help out. So, um, Awesome, Canwell. Uh, until next time, uh, this is Justin Can with Neon Noise. It's your turn now. Go out there and create some remarkable 10x content. Take care, guys.